0: Hello love, I've been making some really good podcast episodes except I have to do them in pieces and then when I try to upload them the pieces literally disappear so I guess I'm not meant to be sharing those things. It makes me a little bit frustrated of course Um, but I thought I'd make an episode about what I'm feeling right now and that is how can I even fathom or possibly take in what is happening around me? And I think the problem is, is I really want to be present, but I cannot be present because I'm analyzing the moment that's be unfolding in front of me. And like, for instance, I am sitting on a beautiful deck and even though there's construction right in front of me and I'm in this subdivision and I'd much rather, you know, be in the country and I feel overstimulated and I want, you know, I want to rip my skin off because I'm so overstimulated. There's like, there's talking going on. There's a dog going crazy. All I can do is look at this sunset that's setting by the mountains where I'm like, how can I even fathom or try to conceptualize the magic that is always unfolding around me? How can I even try to understand any extent to that depth? One of the most interesting moments of my life that I have a recollection of is I was having an awful panic attack. I was scared of being in a car. I was also scared of my grandfather dying. I was, you know, scared of puking. You know, I was, at that time, I was having an awful panic attack about like four different things, about all these fears coming up. Um, and I felt stuck. Like literally I was sitting in a car, could not do anything, nobody could pull over, and I just wanted to get home. Um, but while having a panic attack and not feeling like I could breathe, hysterically crying going through some of the worst fears some of the worst things going on inside my mind feeling like nobody could help me the most beautiful sunset was happening outside of the window and I was looking at it through the sunroof and the the moon was also above me and I I was smiling because my conscience was just like this is beautiful but my subconscious and my nervous system were so overstimulated and so overworked that I could not grasp the moment but I could smile through that awful feeling and I don't know how to describe that and sometimes I think about that how even when I'm grieving even when I'm mourning versions of myself other people doing all these things the beauty that's unfolding in front of me will always be there but I cannot conceptualize and that life is also made up of the small moments it's the most mundane moments that make up magic magic in the mundane I used to say that all the time a few months ago I love the magic in the mundane those are the most beautiful times and I've kind of lost sight on that I've kind of lost the sight of the journey is more important than the destination where I'm constantly looking for these big things the hummingbirds are flying around they're so loud and beautiful um to so give a moment to them. Oh, they're gone now, but. Um, that space in which magic and company, it encompasses the mundane, the things that we find to be the most absurd, and I want to say obscene, I don't even know if that's the word that I'm looking for, place in which I'm living right now. And so I get so caught up And looking for the big moments, all the big milestones, waiting and waiting and waiting. When I'm not even being present in the moment that's unfolding in front of me. The beloved unfolding love story of the universe is happening in front of me. The dog is sitting on the deck. There's humans playing at the park. I, you know, I smell fresh air and I see a mountain with a sunset that is happening in front of me and i'm taking this for granted when my soul chose this to have this existence to have this place of presence i'm gonna say something that it's not controversial but just my my opinion lately (laughs) i love cats because they're cuddle people like they're the cuddle buddies and they're quiet i don't know and that's because I don't. Maybe this could also be a reflection of me, but um, sometimes dogs are so overstimulating. Don't get me wrong; I love dogs. I would, I would love cuddling. I mean, I do love cuddling with dogs on like the floor. My favorite thing at home was literally grabbing a deck of cards with my old dog as a child and pretending to play Uno with him. Like I love the presence of just sitting there with a dog that sits quietly and just observes with its curious eyes and um i loved laying in the sunlight um on my deck with my my newer dog and just you know enjoying that time but dogs also they can get in your face and sometimes they don't listen and it make like i don't get angry but at dogs sometimes i don't know how to not sometimes like let my anger loose because I feel like I'm not listened to and of course animals cannot listen to you but it takes a different level of patience to set when a dog wants to bite you or constantly lick you or not listen to you and I've been my patience has been tested I thought I was a very patient person until I I'm around two dogs and I have been for the past like 11 days um I don't know I love cats because even though even my cat can be a complete prick where He'll like bite me for attention or anything, but he'll sit there and he'll sit there quietly. And I can just, you know, admire the presence with him in that quietness. I miss my cat McJagger Jagger so bad. The orange freaking fuzzball that people have a hard time with at my house. And so I feel bad leaving him. You know, I was like his support human and he was my support animal. And something about cats, their healing presence it too is just miraculous and a cat's first nature has not been changed a dog's nature has been changed Dogs sometimes i don't think should always be domesticated like this is going on a completely different tangent than what i even began with but whatever this is just an interesting viewpoint that's on my mind but wolves are wild creatures and when you domesticate them they are going to act in weird ways and then we want to train them to domesticate them to be certain ways it's like they're wild animals cats on the other hand have learned to be these like these psychic presences and they've never changed you know I I don't really know the evolutionary standpoint of cats but I'm pretty sure there's always been cats around like they didn't have to change from a lion or from cheetah or from a puma or from um a tiger you know a cat a small cat has always been there's like since the beginning of time or not the beginning of time but like I guess from Egypt and there was dogs then but um from what I know I don't really even know where I'm going with this little tangent but lately dogs have been so overstimulating to me where I'm just like you don't listen to me and you bite me and you lick me and I feel like I like when I sit down, I cannot have peace. Or they're constantly barking, or they're constantly whining for something, and it's really testing my patience in a way that I never thought would be tested. Um, so I think it's like a, a new standpoint of how can you, how can I be even more patient, even with animals, even when they do not talk the same language language as me how can I not be frustrated with them but tap into their communication and try to understand their viewpoint because when it comes to humans I don't just automatically blame them I try to understand why they did what they did um but with animals it's so much more difficult and oh god I give props to people that work with animals I, I'm going to be working with animals so I think all this is coming up for a reason is it's testing my my serenity my patience my peace that I always preach about um But yeah, so, little rant about missing my cat and how dogs overstimulate me lately. (laughs) And beforehand, for the past, like, two and a half months, I've been craving animal connection. I'm just like, oh, I wish there was a dog around, I wish there was a cat around, even like a bird to just, like, set with, I guess. And I never had that, and then I moved, and now there's animals, and the next place I'm moving, there's going to be animals. So... Very interesting, very beautiful (laughs) and interesting perception, but circling back around, we cannot quite even fathom the place in which we are inhabiting this human existence and um, wise words that were told to somebody that I know and then those words were passed on to me was presence is not analyzing and not analytically trying to process the present moment. And when I can tap into this space where I'm not analytically trying to think of anything, I don't know what to call that space, but I feel so good for those few seconds that I can hold it. And it's incredibly hard to hold it for longer. Um, Yeah. I thought it was going to burp. There we go. But... I don't know. Um... It's really funny how we pick up traits from other people. And I made a poem about this. Sometimes we mirror people because we're too vulnerable to be ourselves. We're Because, you know, we're risking people not liking us. Or pe- we're risking people rejecting us, people abandoning us. And <clears throat> so we mirror. And I've done that a lot in my life where I'll just mirror people instead of actually being myself. And I know people do the same thing with me as, like, sayings I have. They'll pick up. And I think that's a cute thing about being human. There's nothing wrong with that. But having your own individual, like, ways of doing things in life is also really freaking dope. Um, So, yeah. As I say this, I kind of just want to do some, like, deep breathing with you guys and then call it an episode. Because every time I, like, speak, I'm like, uh, I don't know. Like, I can't. I feel like I should just be here. Speaking or not speaking, I should just be here not analyzing the present moment. And when you speak, you're constantly analyzing to find the words that are in your head to say them out correctly instead of actually setting with what is unfolding in front of you. And I keep preaching about the unfolding universe before your eyes in the present moment, but I'm not practicing it. So let's just do some deep breaths and tap in a little bit with source, spirit, God, universe, whatever you want to call it. And then I'll call it an episode. So thanks for listening to my little 11-minute rant. And I welcome in whatever sounds need to come out. I mean, of course, I'm not hearing you. But I welcome in any sounds that need to come out when you let out your sigh. And I don't know if I want to do box breathing or what kind of breathing technique I want to do. But I'm just going to kind of let it flow. So and I'll, uh, I'm going to embrace and be vulnerable. And I'm just going to let sighs out and just allow it to be because... I love when I... There was this moment where I was sitting with um, somebody that I knew. And uh, they're like, more than friend situation. And I was like, okay, guys. I think we should take it Like, we were on, the like, the side of a cliff. I was like, we should take a deep breath and, like, sigh. And just let everything out. Because it was, like, pitch black out. And nobody was out. It was, again, on a cliff. And we could be loud. And I, like, ended up, like, screaming at the top of my lungs. I was like, yeah, that felt so good. And so... So, yeah. I'm just gonna... And, yeah. So... I'm gonna try to do hold by eight or breathe in, breathe in seven, hold for four, let out eight. No, breathe in six, hold for four, let out eight. Okay. Ready? One, two, three, four, five, six. Hold at the top. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And that should have been your out breath. So I'm gonna do it without that. I'm gonna go It's so regulating for our nervous system to just breathe and not shallow breathe and when I remember what it's like to actually take a deep breath, I'm like, okay and something that I heard on social media too is this place in which you are not your dysregulated nervous system okay you are love and so not judging yourself and I don't know how to other word that like word that I guess but you are not your your dysregulated time you know you're you are made up of loving moments and when you have to lash out because you're past experiences but when your nervous system's dysregulated do not judge yourself and try not to judge others when they're freaking out about being human and not understanding anything and when they're stressed out is they're in a place of fight or flight and we cannot even try to conceptualize that we cannot even try to process or understand or you know want to make sense of what's happening all we want to do is feel safe and so, forgive yourself what you need to do when you have a dysregulated nervous system. Um, and often, I feel annoying when I'm trying to regulate my nervous system because society finds things weird when you have to like stim to regulate. Um, whether that be like random noises or movement or sighing or stretching or dancing, you know. Sometimes I've gotten to the point where I don't care as much what other people think of me, but there are still moments where I really want to regulate my nervous system in one particular way, but I feel like I cannot today like I was feeling pretty not anxious I was like nervous excited like in the way of like like butterflies in my stomach I guess and um and maybe like just nervous and so I did not know what to do with that energy um and so I was like I think I need to go scream so I was like I asked my sister I was like if I scream into a pillow is that gonna like trigger anything for you and she's like no go ahead and I try to ask that beforehand too so I'm not like triggering anybody um so then I'll just take like extra space away when I do it so I ran downstairs grabbed a pillow grabbed my sweatshirt screamed into both of those things twice till I almost lost my voice and I felt better um I guess also to quickly talk about the vagus nerve and it's the biggest nerve in the body and I was really working with it this summer and I'm really I kind of got a little a nugget piece today that I never really understood about the vagal nerve um or the polyvagal theory that's also something you can look up um, and that is when I cry, I feel the shaking in the space below my rib cage, like right in the center, almost like where my stomach is. And that's where a big piece of the vagus nerve lies within. That's why what you eat can also trigger your vagus nerve in a certain particular manner. Um, or so when I cry, when I scream, and when I'm anxious, I feel everything in that one area, my stomach with the vagal nerve feels the most present to me. And so I was like, damn, like I'm also right now I'm as I speak, I'm like criticizing myself for like God for not for the podcast episode that I had planned that I really wanted to post right now, not working out. I had so many good nuggets of information where I'm so pissed off low key right now where I'm like, God damn, like I, I want to say everything. And when I have a lot to say and I can't get it out and it doesn't feel acknowledged, I feel like I'll never have it again. And it makes me feel like I'm going to fade away and nobody's going to remember me and I was also trying to tell it to somebody yesterday where I was like I don't really have the words but I post on social media because I'm scared of fading away I'm scared of not being remembered I'm scared of not being real and so it's so difficult when things don't go in my favor when I really want to be seen because if not I feel like I'm going to fade away and that automatically triggers my fight or flight you know I'm just like, damn. Like, I had so many good nuggets. Nobody's ever gonna hear it because my existence isn't enough to just be present to what my thoughts are. And that's why I love this podcast, is because when I have thoughts, I can share them. And when I can't share them, they become so loud in my mind or they just disappear. And I'm so scared they're never gonna be found again, that they're just gonna be lost. And I know that they're somewhere in my subconscious mind, but I wanna have access to them now. I wanna share them with the world now. And that's so frustrating. That's the other hand of having a podcast, Um, especially like in a form of like digital diary, the way that I usually perform on this podcast or show up. Um, But yeah, as I say these things, I'm tired. I'm, I'm tired, I'm nervous, I'm excited. I am, I don't know. There's things that I want right now that I just can't have. I can't. I don't know what I want, and that's the hard thing, too, is, like, when something's going on inside your body, but you do not know what you want, and you can't really tap into that space, so you just have to sit there with it. Oh, and, and yeah, I'm just getting more and more frustrated with the more that I just, like, sit here with this, so I guess I, I don't know if I need to sit with it, or if I should just, you know, show up in my humanness and sit with it, and just let whatever comes up through this podcast be a learning lesson and a perpetual part of my being, or if I just shut it down. Shut it down. I don't know if you guys ever seen New Girl, but there's a funny part about that that sentence right there. So if you have, you're an OG. I fucking love New Girl. Oh my God, they just scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I also realized that I jump really, really easily, and I don't know what part of trauma that is. But people will try to jump scare me, and I will literally, like, my whole nervous system will freeze the fuck up, and it's just like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and it's really funny sometimes when I'm just like, whoa. Um, or like, I hear dark dog barking, or I hear a loud sound, and my whole nervous system just, like, fight or flight automatically, like, I get into, like, almost like a hermit mode, um, type of situation. But, um something that's coming up is don't let anybody tell you how you should be or who you are and I do this thing where I observe and then I ask people if I can share what I observe with them but something that was pretty pretty not okay to my nervous system is when I communicated like that to an old friend and then they would do the same thing but in a way of that's how you are. I'm not anything. You can observe everything in me. Anything I observe in others is a reflection of me as well. So when I observe it, I'm not saying that's who you are, or what you are. I'm just saying that's what I observe. And when somebody sees something about you and they're just like, well, that's how you are. It's like, no, that's not who I am or what I am. That's what I was in the moment. And that's not who I will forever be. And forever, for whatever reason that needed to come out. But Again, I have this ugh, icky feeling, and I kind of want to dismantle it here. And so I'm going to try to like question myself the way I would question others when they have this feeling. So um, what does this icky feeling mean? It feels like uncontentment. What does the word uncontentment mean to me? Non-grateful. What does non-grateful mean to me? Not being present. Okay? Not being present means that I'm going <laughs> to... When I'm not present, I think I'm going to die a lonely life where I didn't really feel the what I was supposed to feel. So loneliness comes up and scarcity and fear and sadness. I don't know if I already said loneliness. I think I already said loneliness. Wow, something just came up. Something that's really, really hard about manifestation that nobody talks about either is I could manifest all day about the things I love, but as soon as they show up actually for me, I sometimes just chicken out. I am just like, like I've been manifesting what's happening in life right now for a while. And I was going to go back through my journal and like look to see exactly what happened from what I scripted. But now that it's painting in front of me, if I had an out right now, I think I would take that out, but I won't. But if I could, I think that I would. I would have that regret. But I still would because it's more comfortable. And it's, God, like, well, there's something I want to share, but I'm not, I can't share on this podcast. That is too much for me to be way too vulnerable about right now and I don't know who listens to this podcast and who doesn't of my acquaintances and my friends and my connections so some things I just have to keep to myself that I can share privately with other people but I cannot put on the interwebs um, but it's really really interesting that some of the things that I was hoping and praying for even a month ago is happening and unfolding but now I don't feel worthy of it and I know the universe is like laughing at me and it's like girl this is what you wanted and I'm like yeah I know but It's taking my comfort away. And I don't like that. I don't like not being in control right now. I don't like the fact that this change feels like I have to surrender. And so I also feel icky within that feeling where I feel guilty because these are things that I want. And I know my higher self is proud of me and my inner child would want it. And the old version of me would want it so bad. But now that I have it. I don't know how to accept it, and it feels like shit, and I'm so scared of being rejected, and where I'm going the next few months of my life, I'm so scared of people not liking me, and that is very vulnerable for me to say in this podcast episode, Um, and I'm scared of people being upset at me, and I'm scared of people being angry at me, or or a drama happening, (laughs) <laughs> and I'm scared of there being issues. And of course, there's going to be some kind of issue that I'll learn from. But right now, the sounds of issues or drama with other people, when I haven't even tried to understand what happened or I can't understand what happened the past two, three weeks, I do not like. And so, again, I'm scared of being abandoned. I'm scared of being I'm scared of being abandoned. I'm scared of being rejected. I'm scared of people not liking me. I'm scared of having to be alone in the place. Like, I love being alone when I choose being alone. When I don't choose to be alone, I do not like that feeling. I don't think anybody does. Like, forced loneliness feels like crap. Especially when you're trying to fall back in love with yourself again. Or trying to rediscover love within your being. And you feel like you can't trust yourself like it's incredibly difficult to even set alone with your thoughts when you feel like your number one enemy and I think that a lot of us are number one enemy because everybody's worried about themselves and I was talking to like this older person I was doing work for back in February and she was like you young people and she was like 60 and she like still goes to like cool concerts and stuff and she like travels and stuff and she's just dope but she's like you young people, your generation is so selfish. All you guys do is worry about how you look in the world, how all these things. And she's like, I can say that because I did the same thing at my age, but the world is so much more grand than that. It does not matter about your physical appearance. It's about what you do and how you show up for others and the love that you choose to bring into each day. But it's so hard not to get caught up in the way that people will perceive you or if they'll love you or not and sometimes to risk somebody not loving you fucking sucks ass I think anybody would agree with that that's what relationships are that's what even friendships are is risking somebody not loving you feels like fucking shit and putting yourself out there is fucking hard and being authentic in the way that somebody can reject you, especially in your authenticity. Because authenticity is to you, the the parts of yourself that you love the most. And when somebody will then, there's, I'm sure people out there that will not accept you for your authentic self as parts of you that you love the most. That feeling feels, I wanted to say crippling. I don't like that word, but that's the first word that came to mind. It's like bone breaking soul, aching, like, not I'm just rhyming, but, um, that feeling just, god, it fucking sucks ass, and you don't want to keep doing it, and I, we've all done it, we've all played that game on the Mario grow, go round of just, like, all right, like, here's this person, like, platonic or not platonic, or, you know, whatever, and then, It either ends well and you become friends with them or it falls through and it feels like ass or you can't accept it or trauma comes up and it's like you just are moving through this constant merry-go-round of things. It feels like going in a circle and it's just like, will I bite the bullet and accept what I know that I'm worthy of but I don't know how to accept it? even though it might feel incredibly odd because I've never felt that level of safety with people. Like, sometimes even my friendships, some of my really cool friendships, I'm like, damn, do I even deserve them? When they're like, dude, you're dope as hell. And I'm like, I, yeah, I, I may am dope. Like, but are you just saying that to say that? Like, are you love bombing me? And that's not the thing is it breaks my heart to think that when people say good things about me, it's not true. And I've, like... I don't know if I mentioned this, but I did write a love letter to somebody and they did accept it and it did end well. But like, like even talking to people, like when you share your feelings with them, they're often like, I can't even conceptualize somebody feeling that way about me. And I never understood that until right now. And I have a lot of abundance coming into my life and people are just like, you're dope. Like lots of affirmations are being thrown my way. And I'm like, well, I don't feel that way. I'm of course gonna accept it, but I feel like crap on the inside because I can't see myself in that outer perspective. And that feeling also fucking sucks. I'm just like dumping on what sucks and that's allowed because I'm allowed to show up in whatever form needs to be shown up as in this lifetime, in this moment, because all I have is right now. So the mosquitoes are bad. Um, excuse me. So Oh God, I don't even know, but I I'm starting therapy I think, and I really don't like traditional therapy. It was never my forte. I didn't like the way that sometimes they would pity you, and I didn't like all the coping skills they would give them. Like I I've known that. Like I read self help and I listen to podcasts, but I also am pretty in... I after after some times I'm after some time like right now I'm shutting down because. Of the dog barking. <laughs> but, um, uh, it's. I completely lost my thought. Um. Anyhow, I guess that was not meant to be shared because I forgot. But <laughs> everything happens for a reason, too, and your feelings are valid and your feelings are okay, and whatever form they need to be taken up in, and that's what I'm trying to show up as is I want so badly to change myself for other people to accept me in their mold, in this form that fits their needs. But the more that I do that, the more I strain myself away from my own trusting, my own intuition, and it's really hard when I'm scared of being abandoned (laughs) and when I'm scared of being rejected and also being authentic. That little game of -of tug-of-war, lordy. Nobody talks about that one either. Oh so to... damn, to be human is fucking traumatizing too. Like the idea of coming back reincarnated as another human being, I'm like, count me out. like reincarnate me back as a tree and let me observe humans, you know, let me reincarnate as a bunny that just is hopping through the forest. but to be human again, I don't know. It's a lot. Uh, I see so much beauty, and of course, I I chose this, you know, I I honestly, brutally honestly feel that we all chose this life, but right now, I'm second guessing my soul choosing that, because life be wild, life is fucking beautiful, right now, I have so much abundance, but again, I don't feel worthy of anything that's happening to me right now, in all honesty, and um, yeah, That's uh, me breaking down into my most vulnerable state and sharing that with the interweb. So I'm going to give myself a pat on the back for that one and (laughs) move forward. And um, I don't know. The right people will understand where you're coming from. (laughs) The dog is trying to eat mosquitoes and it's actually really adorable. Um, But yeah, I love you all. And I hope that this is received well. And if not, you know what? I can't control it either. If you made it this far, fucking love you. You deserve a forehead kiss and a nice little bear hug from me. But I can't give it to you since we're from the interweb. So just imagine. Anyhow, <laughs> I love you all again. I love that word. I love you. I love s- telling that to strangers. I love screaming it out the window. It's the beauty within that. So I'll talk to you when I talk to you. Bye.